0: Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Bud Light. Did you know not all alcohol products are required to list their ingredients? That was news to me. Bud Light is changing the game, though. They believe that we deserve to know our beer's ingredients, so they put an ingredients label right on their packaging. Bud Light brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. There's no corn syrup, there's no preservatives, and there are no artificial flavors. Find out what ingredients are in your beer. Bud Light, enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, we are also brought to you by theringer.com.com, where Tate, do my eyes deceive me? Or did I write an article this week? I, I honestly don't know. I I saw that something was posted under my name.
1: What's the big story in college um, basketball? What'd you write about?
0: I didn't write it. That's why I'm trying to figure oh, out like okay. what happened. Okay, How there's yeah. an article. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened, but uh there is an article on theringer.com. Uh thank you to my ghostwriter who wrote that for me. Don't know who did it. Uh no, Tate, There was one thing that could get me out of my writing hiatus, and we don't need to talk about my hiatus. Let's just say um, Indiana and Ohio State were going through a rough patch there for a while, uh, and I just kind of said to hell with this. <laughs>
1: a patch so rough, as rough as yeah. us watching them play the other night, in Indiana. Right? Uh, yeah. Yes.
0: So they were going through a rough patch. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, Nah. I'm just gonna st- I'm gonna sit this one. I'm gonna Zion this one. Uh, I'm I could potentially cost myself millions of dollars if I continue to write about a sport where my two favorite teams suck ass. Uh, so I'm gonna sit out and preserve millions of dollars. And then there was one thing that could get me back, and it's my big baby boy, Zion Williamson. <laughs> the people were being mean to him and I had to I had to chime in. So I, I wrote an article. I uh, I'm under the understanding that I will continue to be writing the rest of the season. Um that is what my contract says. So i am back now. <laughs> That's what the lawyers are saying in the, <laughs> the back of the room. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> There's a you you good thing. Yeah. Yes, okay, I will yes, write. Yeah, will okay. write. once yes, a week. Will. Once a week? Twice just once, once. Okay. We settle on once a week. Uh, another article I want everyone to check out on the ringer.com is, uh, an article by a man by the name of John Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. He is a a writer here at the ringer. He hosts the heat check podcast on the NBA show. Uh, he wrote about our good friend, Rick Pitino spots, spots, spots. Rick Pitino is a coach in Greece. Did you know this? Um, and, and Gonzalez went over there. He spent some time with Rick, uh,
1: uh, We're not sure how. We're not sure
0: how. We're not sure why. We are going to have him on the podcast here. To be honest, when I
1: first woke up, I thought that you wrote the. You were like, I'm back to writing, and I was like, when did Titus go to Greece? He's been lying to me. He's he said he's been in Ohio the whole time. Turns out he's been uh, doing some deals in Greece. Mm -hmm. Uh, But John Gonzalez was the one that went there, and made it happen. So I'm excited to have him on. Yeah, we have a lot of questions.
0: He's best friends with Rick Pitino. I'm more interested in like how the story came about than the story itself that he wrote. But the story itself is great. You should go. Everyone should go read it. It's awesome. We're going to talk to him about his whole experience. In Greece, it's insane. Um, and and if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that it's not just that Rick Pitino is the story; it's his owner is somehow crazier than he is. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into all of that with uh with John. And then we have a little special treat at the end. We are we are bringing back Dirty Laundry. Uh, we have we have a guest, uh, an- another Ringer staffer that we will explain later. Um, a man who who needs a very lengthy introduction to explain what the hell he is. Uh, but we have a loaded show. We're gonna talk three about, letters, yeah. Jim. <laughs> uh we have a loaded show though because we got to talk about a lot of games that have happened since the since the last show and then uh talk to talk to guns talk to jim do some dirty laundry pack show we're going to get th- into all of it but first woody Durham hey Alright, it is Thursday afternoon. Uh I know this the show is being put out on Friday, Tate, and that means everyone listening to this, I have great news, Tate. This is March. March is here. Uh we are recording this on Thursday because we are heading tonight to the UCLA USC game in Pauley Pavilion. Yes. Uh yeah. That is, uh, uh, we're, we're, we should we're, call
1: this the Sunflower Showdown. Yeah. That sounds like a more fitting name for this. So the palm, palm Meadow uh-huh. Showdown, something casual, very easy, slight drive over to the West Side. We yes.
0: are taking time out of our day to consume Pac 12 basketball. And, you know, the word hero gets thrown around a lot these days. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not going to call myself a hero for this, but if someone else wants to, I'm not going to stop them. We are we are actually going to a pac to a basketball game, so we're recording this on Thursday. So I, I I always preface it in case anything insane happens tonight, and you're wondering why we're not talking about uh, the Gonzaga Pacific game because Gonzaga lost or something. I don't know. That's why Stoudemire throws yeah. a chair. Who right. knows what could happen in that right. game? We will cover it uh, uh, next week. So we're we are we are covering everything that has happened up until Thursday afternoon, which includes Tate, the Duke Blue Devils mm-hmm. losing yet again. Uh, they did not have their best player, though. We need to keep that in mind. Duke lost at Virginia Tech. They lost by five. Virginia Tech, it's on my understanding, they had their full team. Duke did not have their best player. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh wait. Justin
1: no. Robinson on Duke. No, Duke, right? Duke, oh, Duke oh, had oh, Justin oh, Robinson. Oh, that's right. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Okay. So he's, there's, they have a Justin
0: Robinson so on Virginia Tech. Virginia as well? Tech. Okay. So, okay. so he, so Virginia yes. Tech didn't have their best player. Duke okay. didn't have their best player. Virginia Tech won, but, but, if Duke had their best player and Virginia Tech had their best player, Duke would have probably won. So, so net this rankings, game doesn't count. Yeah, this yeah, is null and void. It's null and void. It doesn't count. This so, is
1: this is an even uh, situation.
0: Do we even need to really spend a lot of time on this? Um...
1: This is the R.J. Barrett show. This is what we knew yeah. he signed up for. I mean, this is R.J. Barrett driving it. It has become the, the Kobe Bryant uh, 2007 where he just drives into a crowd of people, and there's five guys, you know, I mean, there's just an extra guy on the floor because they're like, maybe he'll, he'll pass it. The refs haven't even noticed him because they're just watching Kobe. That extra guy is Jack White. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's like, please don't make me shoot and an open three again. Because uh, teams have basically just left him open at this yeah. point. Uh, O'Connell hit a big three again in that game that maybe gave them life. He thought they maybe had a chance to make a run. But... This is historically a game that Duke will go up to Blacksburg and lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, we go back to the Dick Vitale, Seth Greenberg. How many times did he go there? You did it, Seth! You made I mean, it! You made the <laughs> And then Selection Sunday would come, and it didn't quite work out. So we've seen this yeah. you know, happen before. So Buzz Williams did a great job, was coaching his ass off, You know, swinging the towel around. But I think the real thing comes back to Duke is they don't guard at the rim anymore without Zion. That's all Zion really Mm. does for them on defense is the threat of him coming over and swatting the ball into the crowd and making you look like an idiot. That's what everyone makes you think about it.
0: It's not even the block. It's the uh, you know I don't know if you're aware of this. Sometimes guys block shots, but guys also alter shots. Mm. You got to think about the alter. Mm -hmm. Not not enough people are talking about the alter. alter. Not the Tommy alter. (laughs) Certainly
1: the altering of shots. Uh,
0: yeah, John Thompson was on this early in the uh mm-hmm. the eighty two title game with Patrick Ewing goaltending thirty shots in a row. He was like, just um, block it even block if you are it. going <laughs> yeah.
1: in. It does not matter.
0: Uh yeah, Duke Duke is uh not as good without Zion. Uh Carrie Blackshear just completely roasted. They had no answer Pump for it. Yeah. RJ Barrett yeah. runs
1: over and you can have that dunk
0: Yeah. It was it was um I mean I don't know. We don't, we don't really. Duke's not the same team. I, I you know. I'm I'm on the same board or I'm I'm on the same train of thought that who cares. You still have two top five picks. You should still be good. But um, they, that that's really it. Like if you have a if you have a big man who can put the ball on the floor against Duke and without Zion Williamson, you're probably going to beat Duke if you have if you can play any sort of defense whatsoever.
1: One note on Zion that I heard a little rumbling was that he apparently the reason he didn't come back in the Carolina game, even though he wanted to come back, was they were waiting for an MRI. So that mm-hmm. was a decision that was made by the family to wait for an MRI. They're
0: and still waiting? <laughs> I don't know,
1: but uh they're waiting for something. And so Zion's sitting out. Apparently he's working his way back and is expected to play. That's why Coach K kept saying mild. Mild. Mild was the word. Mm-hmm. That's the word of the day. Uh and that was to put out to the world that he is fine and he can play. But apparently But does he want to? Yeah. Millions
0: of dollars. Mm. Millions of dollars, state. That's my that's my favorite thing with the Zion stuff. It's the Doctor um, Evil thing. It's just like, yeah, the people mm-hmm. people on the internet just say millions of dollars. It's like, it, it doesn't have to be Zion. It could be just the NCAA in general. You're talking about the NCAA. You're like, these coaches are making millions of dollars. These administrators are making millions, and no one wants to like actually crunch the numbers. You just say millions of dollars. And I've always wondered, like, if someone is leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table, does that count, or does that like not as important? No, not as important. I mean, it's got to be seven figures. Yeah, it's got to be the, millions. It's got to be two million at least. Have the exaggeration doesn't
1: yeah. mean anything unless it's millions. Yeah, uh, that's exactly true. Uh, so who cares about Duke? This isn't the real team. Yeah, we, know we, the we don't st-
0: talk about Duke on this podcast. We've made that clear over the years. <laughs> that's not, that's we not ignore, what we do. We, we, ignore, really we ignore, ignore Duke. So let's
1: get to the real big game. Ohio State blows out Iowa. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm
0: so glad. I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, America has been waiting for the word. Justin Orange. <laughs> uh, a little bit of James Harden in his game, um, mm. we should say. Uh, 29 points, uh, absolutely nuts, comes out of nowhere, or does it? Because our good friend, friend of the program, Joey Lane, gets on Twitter. I don't have the tweet in front of me. I don't follow Joey on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was sent to this you. Is, yeah, this is sent to me. Um, Joey's on Twitter because uh, uh, actually the way this all went down the, the way I knew he even tweeted this is I was texting with him and I was like did you see that from, from Justin coming?" and he's like I, I just tweeted about that and I was like you know I don't follow you Joey because he's been begging for my follow for a while and you know you're going to beg for it I don't give it to you that's not how it works Um a little side a little a little sidebar there uh, Joey you're lame bro Joey tweets that he saw this coming. He, okay. d- he did the as expected. Mm. He said, like, Justin's been working hard in practice. No one deserves this more than him. So shout out to Joey Lane. He, he saw this coming. Didn't feel like telling anybody before the game. Well, Smart Joey, you, you should don't be working the... harder
1: to get yeah. your 29-point game. That's what we're waiting for. Come Justin on. Justin uh harder. does not – like it's that simple.
0: Has been uh, – hasn't really played a ton this year. And then just kind of getting hot lately um very very excited about where, where this, well, this team is Well it's it's what so. we
1: expect from coach Holtman a uh, friend of the program you know pulls a rabbit out of the hat there and says Justin have a big night for us you've been working so hard mm-hmm. let's let's see your work pay off so he finally let his work pay off
0: uh, this is honestly uh Justin Orange dropping 29 points out of nowhere is kind of indicative of the entire Ohio State season where um like the guys are playing hard they're working hard they're not uh <laughs> uh, uh I, I, <laughs> I don't it like kind of comes out of it's, it's the, the whole roller coaster is like, like Ohio State is not a great team, but um the guys are playing hard and they're easy to cheer for. And that's kind of the, the, the culmination of that is to have a night where like Justin Orange drops 29. And you're like, where did this come from? And it's like, well, he's been playing hard in practice and he's a good player and it's going to come together and he's probably going to score four points in the next game. But that's just the growing pains of having a young team. That's not super talented, but every so often these nights happen and Fran McCaffrey loses his shit, which is the real story of yes. this game. Yeah. He, Frame
1: Mc- he drops the mf'er. Do you want me to read the the, the and quote? And now he's getting suspended two games. From our guy
0: Kyle Rowland mm-hmm. on Twitter says this. Uh, he he's he's apparently back in the the bowels of the Schottenstein Center after this game, and he tweets this. Uh, wow, love that. Love the start. Uh, <laughs> when a journalist tweets <laughs> starts a tweet with, uh, "Wow,
1: as expected." Yeah, wow.
0: As, as expected. Wow. Yeah. Iowa coach Fran McCaffrey was just screaming at an official walking down a hallway of Value City Arena. You cheating motherfucker, you're a fucking disgrace, is what he said to the official. Uh, so, Fray McCaffrey has been suspended two games, mm-hmm. and he had to give a little press conference to explain what happened to apologize. This is what Fran McCaffrey said when he addressed basically meeting the ref in the hallway and telling him he's a fucking disgrace.
2: I think one of the, the important things to note as well, uh, the game didn't go like we wanted it to. And it ended up with a T, my first T of the year. Uh, so my intention was not for this to be the case. I said what I said back in the tunnel directly. No, I didn't want it to be public. I didn't say it out on the floor in front of thousands of people. I would. I said it directly to him. Somebody ended up hearing it. You know, okay. That's that's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the situation. <laughs> That it, yeah, yeah, I said <laughs> I, what I said. This is the year of I said what I said.
0: He said, I didn't want it to be public. It, that, that was, this is a, this is a great, this is a Duffy award nominee, a press conference of the year mm-hmm. for him to say. Basically, I shouted
1: it, but I didn't want it to be public discourse. Like
0: I wasn't supposed to get caught. Is basically mm-hmm. what he said. Like I was trying to, the, why was anyone listening to me? It was supposed to be a, an intimate moment between me and the referee where I call him a fucking disgrace. Yes. I just get that off my chest. And should I mention, by the way, it was my first technical of the year. Uh, his son also got teed up in this game, by the way. This Connor is not McCaffrey. repeat behavior. This is hilarious yeah. that the, the the McCaffreys both got teed up in the game. How, how many times has that ever happened, father and son? I don't know,
1: but I heard Christian McCaffrey was pretty upset about <laughs> this at home as well. So everyone, everyone in the McCaffrey clan was upset at this point. Uh, I like that he was direct. I like that he called him what he thought he was. And he wasn't alone on this week. We had Joe Dooley at ECU, the same thing, thrown out of a game. Yeah. Had yes. double techs. Uh, and he was saying in the first half that it was a close game and the score was 45 to 31 he was like we are in the game we are in the game and they're cheating me out of this game these refs and the American Athletic Association or the American Athletic Conference whatever they want to call themselves the AAC yeah. they've had a lot of problems with officials taking a beating Uh, and he said he was tired of getting sand kicked in his face so the officials just being mother. Apparently is is a universal thing in college basketball.
0: Not only college basketball and Greek basketball. We're about to have Gonzales <laughs> in to talk about uh the odor. Yeah, Sean Miller's taking notes on this, by the way. Yes. just uh I did not want that to be public. I wanted it to be direct. He's this is this is great. This is great tips for Sean Miller. About to get subpoenaed. He's just gonna be up there instead and, of pleading the fifth. Uh ma'am, I did not want that to be public. And and Dooley
1: <laughs> gave him the new line. He said he was partially responsible. Yeah, yes. I'm partially responsible for the situation, and guess who else is
0: responsible? These motherfucking refs. (laughs) (laughs) Not my players. Those refs. Dooley. He literally did say, "Should we play that?" Yes. Play that clip so people know we're not making this up. Where he says he's partially responsible. I thought we got off to a decent start, and even a decent
3: start to the second half, and then obviously things went totally haywire. Which is,
1: I'll take partial responsibility. I think there's some other parties, and that should probably take some partial responsibility.
0: There it is. He he, he literally says. Sean Miller, you're learning so much this week.
1: This is good for you.
0: Uh, What a sport we have here of basketball. So, yeah, Ohio State beats Iowa by 20 at home. Um, Kind of working our way off the bubble. I'm feeling more confident about this. Uh, But Fray McCaffrey says, throw out the results. Uh, The refs were the difference in this game. Um, so
1: does Joe Dooley and uh, (laughs) Houston the number six team in the country uh, blows them out and this is the highest rank they've been uh, since Elijah Ron was there this late in the season and Kelvin Sampson after the game actually was like yeah I think one of the technicals was warranted but the second one was a bit too much much. Uh, and also I love the way Joe coaches uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, respect also we won so (laughs) (laughs) by a lot Uh, yeah it was never a close game game whatsoever (laughs) I don't know why Uh, he was so upset (laughs) Uh, what other games do you want to talk about there's there's a a, I'll I'll make a dealer's choice we have Okay. We have a few things we need to hit on. We had um, the,
1: the two SEC games, yeah, which two- are both were spoiled. Uh, they, they were cheated out. Uh, Old Miss was cheated out. Kermit Davis has the full oh. sweat. I um, mean, throws his jacket, apologizes. Live th-
0: look at Kermit Davis. <laughs> <laughs> My lord. <laughs>
1: he apologized for throwing the jacket. He said that may have gotten the crowd riled up. Yeah, probably yeah, Kermit. Probably. That, that probably got him riled up. And then they started throwing stuff on the floor. It was because Schofield takes a charge at the end of the game, celebrates, Tennessee wins. Uh, and they're all going crazy. So much so that he had to grab the mic, the 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 announcer,
0: Love PA mic.
1: And tell everyone, please stop throwing things. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get up so upset.
0: That's a that's a we're kinda tipping our hand here. That's a good guy of the week move yes. right there. To to mm-hmm. lose and also tell your yeah. That that's why he's a senator. That's why his Wikipedia picture is uh, him being Senator Kermit Davis. But yeah, my my God, that's a lot of sweat. It's that was a lot, a of, lot of, sweat. of sweat. He
1: had to have dumped water on himself at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Just to cool off. Like he was so upset. There's no way that's all sweat. And if it was, Coach I want to play for you.
0: Are you are, are you on board? You, you brought up the two uh, SEC games, and you said you brought up like the refs being horrible. Are you on board with Arkansas getting screwed?
1: Exactly. They're, and uh, this is to the Arkansas fan that tweeted at me, yes, you were hoes.
0: <laughs> Kentucky fans,
1: don't listen. Yeah, Kentucky fans. To the, Arkansas fans. To the Kentucky fan that tweeted at me, you guys, you guys got it was hosed. a good, tough win. <laughs> gritty win. Really, really gritty win for you guys.
0: Proud of you. Okay, okay. Now, Kentucky fans, you li- <laughs> okay? Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, the, the notable thing from the Kentucky game, Beat Arkansas at home. Uh. Um, Tyler, hero. Tyler Hero, our hero, twenty nine points, and he not only has twenty nine points. He says, "I am a bucket." He's talking shit to the Arkansas players and says, "I'm a bucket." Or does he? We have a Yanny and the Laurel situation mm. going on with Tyler Hero's uh, uh, reading his lips as he sh- at the free throw line. I think he says, "I'm a bucket." That just feels right with Tyler Hero. That feels like something he would say. Um, it's I'm, also
1: what the kids are into these days. Yeah. People say that they are buckets, even yeah. though that is a, a very new term. Because I saw a lot of the Kentucky Blue blue Nation faithful that have been watching basketball for a long time said, nobody says that. Nobody Shit, says dude. I'm a bucket.
0: Uh, let's go back in time and... He per- said, f*** it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back in time and pretend like he just did that. And then uh, have you seen the uh, the video of the guy who has two buckets on his head and then he's running and he runs mm-hmm. on top of a car and then someone goes to get a, <laughs> knock him down and then he take. Like someone knocks a bucket off, and when they knock the one bucket off, he's got another bucket still on, mm. and then he runs away. That's what comes to mind. And he says, "I'm a bucket." We should have, hey, uh, pretend like it just happened, and then now we're tweeting from the one shining pot account. Live look at Tyler Hero, and then it's the guy with the bucket heads. Yeah, there you go. Retweet. That's a, yeah. yeah. Please, exactly. please retweet that yes, in your mind. Yes. Everyone listening, please, please smash clap. the retweet. Please clap. Um, Kentucky's rolling. Tyler Hero's good. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> are trying to make me eat crow on Tyler Hero. People, I've said it. I've said this for what? This has been like a month in the making. I'm a I'm a Tyler Hero fan. I'm on board. Mm-hmm. You know, like, did, what, do I got to pay for my past sins for the rest of my life? You I just didn't think that he was season?
1: the hero that that Lexington deserved. No, yes. You know what I mean at the
0: time, yes,
1: but now he has earned it. Now he's earned it. Now he's the white knight.
0: Really, what it is, honestly, is um, I I thought like he was. I thought his aloofness was like just kind of cockiness I, I, his whole demeanor was off at the start mm-hmm. of the season I was like who is this guy why is he shooting all the time and then like I've said as the season's progressed I realized he's just got that like Luke May quality where he just doesn't give a shit what the score is how much time there is how whether he's missed his last 30 shots in a row he's a robot he's a robot mm-hmm. I'm catching the ball I'm getting bucket I'm a bucket I'm a bucket that's what I do mm-hmm. so uh I respect that now now that now that I know that's authentic I respect that so yeah Tyler Hero awesome hero Awesome hero. Uh, we also have to talk about this game. I want to I talk about this one. Um, it's the matchup of, uh, we have on one side a coach who has won one conference championship in his life and was at Valparaiso and has never won a major conference championship, has never made a Final Four, but is still considered a good coach in, mm. in Scott Drew. On the other side, we have a man who has never won a regular season conference championship in his entire life at any stop. Uh, and has been to one sweet 16, also considered once upon a time a great coach. Shock is smart. Uh, Texas blows a 19-point lead at Baylor Tate. They blow a 17-point lead with like eight and a half minutes left, and it wasn't over the course of eight and a half minutes. There's like eight and a half minutes left, and Baylor goes on like a 14-0 run and the snap of a finger. They basically go zone. Baylor goes, let's throw the zone at, at Texas. Texas guys look at Shock and go, what do we do? And Shock is just pacing up and down the sideline as that tie's flopping Staring around. Staring at and the he's clock. Like, Yeah, just like,
1: please, <laughs> please, please run please, down. <laughs>
0: down. And then he's calling timeout. And in the <laughs> timeout, she's like, do you guys know I went to the Final Four in 2011? It was great. It was awesome. Pulls <laughs> like, out his phone, <laughs> shows him some pictures. Look
1: at this. You remember Jamie Skeen? Look you at guys, this. You
0: guys ever heard of Brad Stevens? Once upon a time, it was me and him just neck and neck. We were right there. Oh, man, good old days. Um, Brad Stevens is doing the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you remember this? Look who I took to the final, Gordon. Tell him. Um, Baylor uh, Scott Drew solidified his his. I he is a good coach. Baylor mm-hmm. is still alive. Baylor is still alive for a share of the Big Twelve title. Tate, it could happen. As I said, this would be the funniest outcome. The funniest thing that could possibly happen. Scott Drew has won one regular season conference title in his coaching career. It was his first season coaching as a head coach at Valparaiso. He has never won a. Uh, Big 12 titles, certainly. Never made a Final Four. Uh, That's what makes it so funny when people say he's a good coach because you can always chirp back with that. The funniest outcome of this Big 12 season would be Kansas Street gets snapped and Baylor does get a share.
1: And then he's officially a good coach, right? If he is the he one that, if he, if he takes Kansas off the throne, yeah. then he is the Kings player. I mean,
0: if he takes Kansas off the throne, it's like him and like four other schools as well. Like that's the way they're going to do it. But yeah. Yes. Still, it doesn't matter. Forget it's, that part. It's what
1: we remember in history. Yeah, and it's we right. Remember yeah, we'll, remember, yeah, we'll
0: remember it as Scott It Drew is on us it. to remember Scott yeah. doing this. So, uh, just, just. A shameful display from Texas. Um, is Shaka sticking? Right? Is Shaka coming back next year? I, I think. Uh, uh, I was trying to do research because all this contract shit. Like that's the that's the fun part about college basketball is like guys who should be fired aren't because it's like fuck we signed into a six year deal and we would have to pay him thirty million dollars to fire him now we don't have any money and our, and
1: now the coaches are all smart enough yeah. to say why would I go take another job yeah. at you know UTEP when I could just sit out and make my so I think Shaka's
0: buyout is pretty big right now mm-hmm. but it is Texas so you know they have money. Let's you know,
1: let's figure it out. You know what's sort of crazy? I was asking about the UCLA job this weekend, just sort of why what, what is the plan? Like Jim Herrick's coming out giving, you know, Mark Gottfried updates on everything, uh, subtly putting it out there to the world that he could go there. And I asked about UCLA and they said it was a, a job to go you go to UCLA now to then get the Texas job is what I was It's a stepping stone?
0: As a stepping stone oh, as far no. as payment. Oh no. Oh, as far as like salary, yeah. Well, oh.
1: Because UCLA, I mean, they they the biggest booster they have is not gonna do not gonna do as much for you as the Texas booster.
0: I think like. the problem with UCLA is they um they they want to be great at everything.
1: So let's bring Shaka to UCLA, take a yeah. step down, you yeah. know, like put him in probation. Like maybe Texas pays some of his salary. I think, while he's at no, UCLA. no, seriously.
0: I think like UCLA has money. It's just like they want to win the women's water polo national championship. Which is admirable. It's like they want to be great at everything. They want to win every national championship. Yeah, Whereas, like, like North Carolina. Yeah, please, please. You're like getting past Pepperdine with that. Whereas, like
1: Pepperdine yeah, is nasty. Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> I've never watched them play,
1: but I know they're nasty. I've Banners, seen the Banners. Son, Banners, yeah. like,
0: Banners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like their pool is definitely made of salt water and shit. You know what I mean? Like they're wrecking you.
0: Uh, yeah. So okay, so you're a coach. You're Fred Hoiberg. Yes. Um, Texas is open. Maryland's open after Mark Turgeon just got pasted by Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, te- Texas and Maryland... Good game for Tony Carr. Shaka, as another aside, Shaka's in that same boat with, with Turgeon where it's like, we all know what's going to happen. You're getting fired, Shaka. It's happening. It's It might not happen this year. It might not happen next year. But you are not, in 10 years, you're not going to be coaching Texas basketball. We all know it. So why is Texas... Just fire him. Just fire him now. What are, what are we waiting on? Uh, same thing with Turgeon. They just got pasted by Penn State. Uh, so we have Maryland... Texas, UCLA jobs. Hypothetically, they're all open. Which one are you taking?
1: Well, that's what I'm telling you. Texas is the best job because they pay the most money. Mm. That's all it is these days. Mm. No
0: one cares about anything it's else. It's a millions business. It's millions of jobs. dollars. <laughs> Who would have thought? What, are you going to jeopardize millions of dollars? <laughs> and
1: you and you get KD and you get the Nike oh, stuff yeah. and it's a uh, it's a pretty. Do you want easy... KD? Yes. Is KD likable? Not anymore, but he's gonna go to New York and all these people that oh, used to write bad stuff about him are all gonna be like, yeah, they're they're like yeah. you know who the best is? <laughs> <Yeah>. Kevin Durant. <laughs> Man, that guy is I was good. wrong about him. Yeah. I was
0: wrong this whole
1: time. And like and he went to a fledgling franchise and he <laughs> yeah. saved it. Yeah. And then you're what like story. Uh, isn't it the number one most valued <laughs> franchise in the NBA in New York? Like shut shut up. Oh
0: uh, man. Um. Do you want to talk about your Tar Heels? Do you want to talk about Villanova? I to or about want to Talk about Buddy th- Beheim. Okay, please quickly do.
1: In that game, I can't believe uh, that we still have this in college basketball. This is a lost art of putting your son in, and he's a specialist. Mm-hmm. But they put Buddy in the game, and they're like, Buddy, your one job is just to shoot this shit, and they better go in. Mm-hmm. And they're like looking at the stats, and it's like he's shooting twenty seven percent outside of the ACC and thirty five in the ACC. I'm telling you, if the guy's coming in and he's taking these shots, I'm Frank Howard. I've been wet all game. Hughes was making everything looked at. I'm like, buddy. Pass yeah, it. Pass the ball. And i like, buddy, keep keep <laughs> shooting,
0: <laughs>
1: keep shooting it. And even in one cutaway, they had he hits one three, or I think he hit his second three, and some guy gets picked up on the camera as they're panning over. Hey, that's the coach's son. Come on, play some defense. <laughs> and I love that guy. And I don't know how I don't know how no one picked that up, but yeah. I appreciate that person. That that's all you really needed to watch in that game. Kobe White had thirty four w- without even really getting things going. I know he's gonna leave, so I'm trying to enjoy the Kobe White experience mm. while I can. So I, I don't even want to talk about it. it's too you, close to
0: me. Did I tell you Bill Titus is out on Kobe White? Why? Um, because he's too good because his hair and his shoes. <laughs> oh, <kidding>. no. <laughs> it was tough. I had a tough conversation <laughs> with my dad because I think I think if my dad's been <laughs> when my dad's been watching uh, UNC, Kobe White's had his hair down, or you know he's had it. What, what what's the what's down and what's up? How would you? I guess that's up. Well oh, when he had it pulled back. He had yeah. it pulled back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hard to because down would probably be the fro, but that's like more up. That's whoa. That's a mind meld right there. What, which what, what is his hair down or up when he has the row? Anyway, my dad watched him when he had the hair pulled back, and uh, didn't notice him. And then now when he's watching, he's like. I don't, I don't. like the front. I, you know, like he's calling attention to himself. Like the, he's got that, the thing
1: you know, is, like he wanted to shave it before he came to Carolina, and everyone said that it was his magic. They're yeah, like, you can't. I oh can't no, get no get rid it's, of the front. it's great.
0: I, I hated it at first too. We were when we were watching him in Vegas. I was like, he's got to cut this. And then within the first half of the Texas game, I was like, he's got to keep it. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I talked my dad off the ledge. I was like, Dad, you would love this kid the way he plays. He's like, All right, I'll give him a chance. <laughs> So hopefully he's watching the Syracuse game.
1: Just watch 7th Woods also if you want to like a point guard because he's playing so well right now.
0: Uh, Finally, we need to discuss uh, Villanova beats Marquette. Villanova ends on a 12-1 run. Um, I'm out on Villanova. I kind of like Villanova just doesn't do it for me. It was a
1: nice win for them, though. It was nice.
0: It's good. They, they, I don't know. Um, I'm not, you know. It's it's just you won the net. Na- you won two national championships in three years. It's okay. You have a you have an okay team. You're probably losing the second round this year. That's fine. Just get them next year. It's it's okay. Uh, they 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 play very slow. They jack a ton of threes. That's not a combination I love. I like those players that are still around. I like Phil Booth. I like Pascal. I like Gillespie. I like these guys. I like Jay Wright. I don't uh mm-hmm. I don't really love this team. So anyway, they beat Marquette. They got revenge when the Phil Booth uh fucked up the uh, play at Marquette. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Uh, and then finally. The Hoosiers. They won Tate.
1: That was the worst game I watched all year, and uh, I wish they I could got get those w. hours back. But uh, <laughs> it really was. I'm happy that Romeo Linkford made the most lackadaisical game winner I've ever seen. Knowing in my what life. we know
0: now, they should have just called the game at the end of regulation. My and goodness! Flipped a coin and just even said, Brad like, couldn't help us. Yeah, you yeah. Know,
1: he was trying to add some excitement to that game in some capacity, but it could not. Uh, but congratulations to the Hoosiers. Yeah. At least everyone left that building. Did happy. you see
0: Justin Smith's shoe exploded? Adidas check, watch out Zion check the Adidas stock can we get Rosillo on the phone what is happening to that Adidas stock <laughs> no, Big one, time no dip. one can find it <laughs> uh, alright that is that is the stud, the basketball going on we are we are now going to talk to our good friend our colleague Mr. John Gonzalez he is going to tell us everything there is to know about Rick Pitino and the story that he wrote for the ringer.com so here is John Gonzalez It's time to check out the latest running craze on on was born in the Swiss Alps with one goal to revolutionize the sensation of running. The entire company is based around the idea of zero gravity running and on has quickly become the fastest growing running brand in the world. What makes on different is its emphasis on a clean and minimalistic design, as well as its sole technology, which gives you the sensation of running on a cloud. These shoes are so comfortable. You won't want to take them off and they have a full range of shoes and apparel to power your full day, on and off the trail, they sent actually a pair to Tate and I. Tate, what was the what was the brand that we got? The the um the or the the bottle we got? The Cloud um, Cloud Ace. Cloud Ace is what yes, it was. Yes, My yes. God, these things are comfortable. I've been jogging around Larchmont Village trying to dodge all the people with their little dogs and their yoga mats. Um, great shoes, great shoes. Uh, try a pair of Ons for yourself for thirty days and put them to the test. That means actually running in them in them before you decide to keep them. If you're not convinced, send them back for a full refund. Head to onrunning.com slash shining, that's O-N-running.com to see a personalized collection of some of my favorite items. That's on-running.com slash shining to test on shoes or gear firsthand and experience what running on clouds feels like. Here is our interview with our good buddy, John Gonzalez. All right, joining us in studio is, as we have said, our, our good friend, our colleague, uh, he is the host of the Heat Check podcast on the NBA show feed. More importantly, he is Rick Pitino's new best friend. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> first, I want to say thank you for having This is great. The first ever full Heat Check OSP crossover. It is. Yes. Tate was previously on Heat Check. Uh, Titus you bailed You gave me some bullshit excuse You were like mm. Oh you know My brother's getting married I'm, oh, like, I'm like Ah what the fuck on. I said you're, how much
0: does it pay and Do you think Rick Pitino Would have gone to that wedding yeah, No he yeah. would have yeah. talked to John Dallas. Do, you know, do you have a brother Yes
2: And you would skip his wedding To be on the heat check podcast yeah, Absolutely right. That's right. what I'm saying yeah. There's commitment that was But I'm happy to be here You're, you're
0: here. I'm here Um, We we want to talk to you uh, I, I, I should say I read your entire article Thank uh, you Which is Big for me, um, Tate. <laughs> I know. I saw him skimming today. I, I looked at the picture
1: at the top. He definitely I, looked at the and picture. And picture says a thousand um, words. There's you know some video. Mean. You <laughs> could watch some video yeah, 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 that yeah. I shot.
0: So the the gist of the article. We we've talked about Patino. We've talked about even as he's gone to Greece. We've covered that a little bit on this podcast. Just basically, we see the snippets of the owner. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher every single name. So hopefully, Yanakopoulos. Yanakopoulos. Oh, I was going okay. Can you say the name of the
2: team? No. no. Panathinaikos
0: course. That's pretty good. It's hey, pretty good. Hey. It took me like two
2: weeks in Greece with my buddy like saying it over and over again to get it. But that's yeah. pretty good.
0: Um so we we've covered it a little bit on the podcast. So like people that listen to to us kind of get the gist that the owner's insane that Rick Patino is mm. like basically just somebody please hire me, and he ended up over there. Um so I was reading the story and and uh, uh, I, I I knew a little bit of the nuggets. But as I'm reading, it, I'll be honest with you, I, I became less interested in the story. Great story. I became less interested <laughs> in the story, more interested in how the hell did mm. this story happen? How did how do you become best friends with Rick Patino and he allows you to come just basically job show he distrusts the
1: media yeah now. you were a part of the machine that's I'm, i am that a part of the is, machine. that has turned against him and now yeah. he's turning to you for refuge which is a beautiful story
2: i asked him all of us i mean we had some like many frank conversations while i was over there we had many frank conversations before i even got over there i had t- i tried basically from the moment that i had heard that because in early december there were some rumblings that hey uh Panathinaikos might be interested in hiring him and i my buddy Dave the Greek, who right, is prominently featured he was in, in the story. article. You remember him, yes, you of remember course. him. Yeah. Prominent, prominently <laughs> I, I like featured. the acronym
1: for him, yeah. DTG, that's yeah. one of my, yeah, to my closest right. buddies. It's easier
2: <laughs> that way. He, he's a big, uh, well, he's Greek American, his family lives in Athens. And he had told me, I've been to Greece with him a couple times, and he had told me about like Greek basketball in the Euroleague, but it didn't quite like register with me how yeah. nuts it was. And then I was like, oh, that's really interesting. If Rick Pitino, like out of nowhere, decides to go coach in Greece. So, Dave and I were talking about it. And when, from the moment he got the job on Christmas or took the job on Christmas, for like the next month or so, I was trying to track him down, get a, get a hold of him. And uh, eventually I did through mutual acquaintances. And then he and I just struck up a dialogue. And then it was me going, Hey, I want to come over. And he goes, Yeah, okay. We should and like, that was it.
0: Like, you guys are dating like long
2: distance. And you're it like, was We crazy. should meet.
0: <laughs> well, it, <laughs> like it might be in catfish. Sending so you no, different flights.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, and, and the other thing is, for people who haven't been to Greece, there's kind of this lazy affair, like you'll figure it out when you get there attitude, yeah. which makes me nervous because if I'm doing a story here in the States, I generally like to have everything lined up. I want to know where we're meeting, uh-huh. at what time, you know, how much time am I going mm-hmm. you know, to, how much access. And with this, it was the complete opposite. It was him going, yeah, just come over and we'll figure it out. And I, you have my hey. number, just call me when you get here. And he was just receptive out
0: of the gate. Like, how do you how do you approach that? How do you say how, how does he why does he trust you? Because why why is he? Because if if basically like if if Tate and I text him, we're like, hey, we want to do a story mm-hmm. on him. It's got you, bitch, because we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna roast him. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, what
2: what was it about you that uh, he trusted? I don't know. Uh, I don't. We didn't have a prior relationship. I cover the NBA predominantly, as you guys know. I watch the only college basketball I get is from you guys through osmosis. Uh, so we'd. Like I said, I we connected, uh, we talked on the phone the first time uh, where I just like sort of laid the groundwork. Yeah. But it was like 20, probably 20 minutes where we were kicking it back and forth. And I said, hey, if I have some follow-ups, because I didn't want to like immediately be like, hey, we're just talking now. I'm coming to see you. Like, that'd be weird. Mm-hmm. So then I, we started texting a little bit and then I called them again and I was like, hey, you know, m- my editors and I are really interested in this. What do you think about me coming over? And he said, yes. And when I got over there, I asked him, well, why did you agree to this? And he said he shot down everything but us in Showtime. Uh, he had gotten a lot of interest from like the Louisville-based, yeah. Kentucky-based media. Mm-hmm. And he was not on board with that yeah. at all. Yeah. Uh, I think ESPN had tried to do something. He wasn't on board with that. He, th- he said to me he thought I was after a good story that I didn't – because I don't cover college basketball, that I wasn't trying to burn mm. any bridges. Oh, yeah. And he was right about that. I yeah, wanted that a good story. I had mm-hmm. no preconceived notions about Rick Patino. And off I went.
1: And how shocked were you when the story was that the owner had murdered someone that spit on him? yeah, Because that was a great story. He did not lie to you about that. Jesus. For legal
2: purposes, I think we should mention (laughs) that he didn't murder anybody. Uh, Alleged. alleged. This was very much part of the appeal for me. Uh He and I had, uh, Rick and I had had several conversations about the owner before I went Mm -hmm. over. So he knew I was interested in the owner. But the more I researched the story, the more it became... Wow. Like, it's really interesting that Rick Pitino has decided to go coach a EuroLeague team. Mm. And it's really interesting that he wouldn't coach that EuroLeague team. And by the way, it's super fucking interesting that he's working for this guy who, as I described in the story, is basically a Bond villain. Mm. Like, in Greece, everybody thinks this guy has, if not, like, direct criminal ties, then indirect. Mm. Like, everybody. It's just, like, assumed. Yeah, and Patino just sort of laughs it off. Yeah,
0: p- naturally. I mean, yeah. Patino's and, in the same. <laughs> he's come from the same cloth. And you put it in, you know,
1: your your story about his Instagram. But if you go to it, I it's mean, incredible. He has some of these, like he has these sayings that you know, it's incredible. I mean, basically, I, it's not like basically with Scarface pictures of <laughs> alluding yeah. to him being Scarface, Scarface yeah. and then these little. So if you show me you don't give a, f- I'll show you that I'm better at it.
2: <laughs> I, I highly, highly recommend people go and check out his Instagram. It's DPG and then the number seven thousand. And when I t- Tell you, when I say Bonville, and if you haven't read the story, the more stuff you learn about Demetrius Yanakopoulos, the more that you're like, oh shit, like he really fancies himself this way. Like when I first got to Athens, uh DTG's cab driver buddy was like, oh, Greek Scarface about Yanakopoulos. Yeah. And I just thought he was being like kind of hyperbolic. And then I and then he showed me a photo mm-hmm. that Yanakopoulos had posted of him wearing an arm sling. And Tony Montana from Scarface wearing an arm like He thinks of himself as Greek Scarface and builds himself this way. He's threatened referees. He's threatened to kill them and fuck their families. <laughs> this is not. I'm not like, like it's, yeah, uh, all this the crazy. Is not hyperbole, sh- no, this is shit that he has been. He has been banned and fined from the Euro League multiple times. And he still goes to games, and then they just ban and fine him him more. And then he's like, well, what the fuck are you going to do? And they literally can't do anything because he's just out there operating on his own. It's an incredible It it seems insane because if there's
1: anyone that's going to bribe these officials, he seems like the the guy, you know what I mean? It's like he's yelling at himself almost. It's like, I paid you already. Why did you not do do what I told you to do?
2: He's been accused of— So (laughs) I, I will say this. like He's been accused of bribing the refs. But in Greece, it functions differently. The Greeks are all hyper distrustful of the other Greeks, yeah. so everybody accuses everybody of bribing the officials.
0: Yeah. So was it was it just happenstance luck that you the the or, or did you plan it that your trip coincided with the the big rivalry game, the big rivalry game against Olympiakos? Olympiakos. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's easier that to one's say. That was easier.
2: Um, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of B. I was trying, like I said, really hard to get Rick to be like, yeah. Let's do this. But first I had to track him down. Uh, and then once I did, we we kicked it back and forth a couple of times. Then he said, come over. And it just so happened that it was the perfect timing. That was just sort of uh, divine providence where yeah. it was like their big rivalry game against Olympiacos, which coached by David Blatt, mm-hmm. uh, happened to be during this week that I was going over. But again, so I fly over to Greece and we just had this sort of like wink and a nod on the phone agreement. Call me when you get here. The day I got there, I, I damn near had a heart attack because I texted him and I said, I'm here. And he goes, oh, I've got to fly to th- the Saloniki to coach the All-Star game. And I didn't realize that the All-Star game was happening. And I thought he meant he was going to mm-hmm. be gone for a while. And I'm like, dude, yeah, I flew to Greece. yeah, But it, he was just gone for like 24 to you know 36 hours. So we connected afterwards. But yeah, I... I it damn near crippled me.
0: Not only was it the the rivalry game though that you were there, but then it ended up being the game that Olympiakos does not come out. We we talked about this yeah, on the, the podcast. David, David, David Blair was not happy come about out. it. Yeah. yeah, but he had
1: to listen to the owner. And then,
0: so we, we've heard Rick Pitino talk about how there's this is unlike anything. he's but but yes. Pitino does this everywhere. It, it seems like he everywhere he goes, he's like, this is the best place I've been. This is incredible. Um, but I got to be honest, watching your videos, reading your stories, it's like I really think. Greek basketball might be actually more insane than it, any
2: other environment. Like it, it I I I wrote over 7000 words on this and I'm still not sure as I said to Chris Ryan who edited the piece, I'm still not sure I proper, properly conveyed it because I had heard all these stories and then I was there and I experienced it. Yeah. And it's still, I don't think, does it justice. You can watch those videos. There's flares going off. There's people like everywhere inside. There are no smoking signs. You got signs. the nets up. So people aren't yeah, throwing it's stuff. Called, on the- you
1: call it caging, right? Yeah. 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 So they,
2: yeah. they put these nets up and then there's also a protective barrier. And they did that because... <laughs> um, as I was talking to these Greek journalists, they're like, oh, yeah, it's like the old like, Big East. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Nick Kalathis said to me before Best passer of all time. He's an excellent yeah. passer. He's the best player. But he said to me, he's like, I almost got hit with one of those, like, I guess he called it like a 360 or, you know, a giant firework that they were throwing onto the court a couple of years ago. And he said, "It's it scared the shit out of me and almost hit me and burned me. And like these other Greek journalists were telling me, that that happens all the time. So they they created this barrier. They put up the nets. People were uh, setting off flares, fireworks. There are no smoking signs everywhere. And yet everyone if- was smoking everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it's just like inside, you've got professional athletes while, while all these flares are going off and fireworks are going off and smoke. It's just like an incredible amount of smoke. And they're playing a basketball game. And I, I was just like sitting there trying not to get emphysema. And they're running up and down the court. It was, it's unlike anything I've ever seen. They're like, who's emphysema? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I mean,
1: Demetrius, the owner, they hit a picture. He got his shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, like he had like shoulder he and, he sm- and he's right? smoking yeah. a cigarette in the operating room. And then you asked Rick Pitino about that, and he said that he's playing a character. Uh, which also makes me lean into the fact that I think Bettino almost was playing the same character when he was at Louisville. Yes. He was like, I am trying to be Tony Montana. I'm wearing Montana. the white suit. <laughs> <I'm, yeah. laughs> so, like, I think he respects that Demetrius is playing what he was trying to play at Louisville, but the, he's playing it at, like, an international level. So right. it's almost <laughs> like a mutual respect between the two. He's like, I like the way this guy handles
2: his business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He... um. Patino really does like Dimitri. I mean, I will say I will say that he's... He, he, like, I've learned he, a lot from him. <laughs> he, he really does like him. And he said to me so many times, countless times, it's not who he is in person. It's right? a that persona. That it's an act. And I, I'll say this. He's the only person in Greece that I talk to who thinks that. Like, everybody else...
0: <laughs> Patino's been there for like two months. And he's
2: like, I know this guy better than anybody. He's like, like I really him? like him. I could see that, though, because... Like again, I had no preconceived notions about Rick Pitino. I know you guys have your ideas about patino and whatever. <laughs> I just, Great I was just like, yeah. I was just like, I'm going over there. I'm going to talk to him, mm-hmm. and he ended up like he's the fucking mayor of Athens. Everybody loves him, and Pitino he lo- is yeah. I mean, he already is, in two he months, he's a fucking rock star over there. And so I think that's just part of it. Like he loves Greece, and the Greeks love him. And Dimitri is king Greek over there, and. He's cool. I mean, there
0: probably is a lot to that, that, that over here. I mean, you, you, you touched on it many times that, that uh, in America, he's kind of become a punchline. Certainly on our podcast, he's a punchline. Mm. If not for the, the, the Italian restaurant scandal then probably for the hooker scandal probably oh, for the three strikes the, the bag scandal chain. those are
1: his three strikes you spin,
0: the, you spin the wheel and whatever it lands on that's what you make fun of him for um, and I'm sure the Greek people know nothing about any of that they just know the I guy. don't think they care They don't. and even if they did yeah they I don't probably think they don't care, even care. Uh, it's small Ed, potatoes like, yeah. so honestly,
1: like what do you mean like look at our owner he just killed that guy <laughs> <laughs>
2: Allegedly, <laughs> I, I want to again for legal purposes. Everybody, our lawyers are no, <laughs> no. You know, they're like, Stop saying the K word. That's a really good point, though. Like, like, and and I'll say this on in Patino's behalf. Um, everything I, I asked him about all that stuff, mm-hmm. and we talked about all that stuff. He didn't dodge any of it. It's all in the story. Uh, but I think you're to your point, Tate. Like, compared to Dimitri,
3: mm-hmm. is
1: not Patino's
2: opposite. like yeah. oh like. The, he might have known about, you know, some other things happening or been complicit. Like I, I told him flat out to his face, I don't know what you did. I don't really give a shit because here's this amazing story you're in Greece. Like that's yeah. all I care about. But the, compared to the guy he works for, Nothing. It's nothing. He's just a businessman. It's He's just, nothing.
1: Just
0: a
2: businessman
1: in is, Greece. Yeah, That's is, all he
0: is. Does that rivalry get violent ever? Because you could feel the hatred, obviously, in the way you're talking about it and all that, but is there like, I, I forget what the story, the, the details. You had one bit in the article where a guy rolls down the window. And yeah, like, yeah. as I'm reading, I was like, is this a drive-by happening? Mm. And then the guy just kind of hits his chest. Um, Was there ever any, did you personally feel any nervousness? Or do you feel like? There could be... I don't know. Is, is it
1: like firms, like in
0: soccer, where they're like... Yes. They have, okay.
2: They have firms, but he, the difference is because there's... Years ago, Olympiacos and Panathinaikos used to have, like, some fans mm-hmm. for each team at these games. That no longer happens. If you're at your home arena, only your team only oh, your okay. fans go. You can't... Like, one, you can't get tickets if you're, like, an Olympiacos fan to a Panathinaikos game. Two, you wouldn't want to. yeah Now, there were... You're just people. target practice. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go. Um, now, there were warnings. Like, there were people, friends and family. Dave's family, like I said, lives in Athens. Mm-hmm. His mom, wonderful. Shouts to Ruli and Dimitri, her uh, her boyfriend. So, we were over there having her dinner. Her boyfriend's the owner? No, no. the uh, Another oh, Dimitri. Okay. Everybody's Dimitri. <laughs> I'm Yanni. They're Dimitri. Everybody, everybody's got a, the same name. So, we go over to have dinner the night before. And they're like, listen. One, don't wear any red, like not even in your underwear, like don't because they'll sniff it out. Don't wear any red. Then, two, they were like, make sure because we took the uh, the subway out there from it's a little bit out. The Olympic Village is a little bit outside Mm -hmm. of Athens. And they're like, when you're coming out of the game at night, be careful. And we were like, why is that? And because previously there had been stories about Olympiacos fans waiting near the subway station to jump Panathinaikos fans Oh my god! So the, yeah, it does get heated, it, but they have since tried to. It, it, there's riot police everywhere. Yeah. I I didn't feel nervous because I'm with Dave, and like I've been to Greece a bunch, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, yeah. And plus, you just right. tell people that you know Rick Pitino. I I think I know Pitino. Yeah, yeah, you know Patino. It's like right. that's my guy. Uh, and I will say, I I think he came across great in this story because he was a, he's like an isolated. He's like wandering. It's like in Bruges, but with Rick Pitino. And he's just like wandering around the city. Yeah, does he
0: feel does he feel lonely?
1: He's just going to New Year's Eve party. He's like, I'm with you know a group of random strangers, but they're treating me nice and they're taking me out and I'm going to restaurants. And I think he liked you so much because you spoke English. It felt like he was just happy to speak yeah, and talk y- to someone. You said
0: that that he, he speaks English, but then you also mentioned none of his family's over there. His wife's not over there. None of his is like the, one, his one, one of his kid came, yeah. uh, okay. and then
2: the rest of them are coming. His wife's coming over. They're going to go on a vacation towards the end of the uh, when the contract okay. comes up. But I think like. What you're saying is true. Uh, on the one hand, he is constantly surrounded by people, and is even among Olympiakos fans, like the mm-hmm. guy who rolled down the window and shouted to him. Uh, there was a, there was when he first got over there. He went over to a restaurant with uh, the GM, the longtime president GM, uh, Manos Papadopoulos, and Manos was like name. Manos was like maybe we shouldn't be here. And Rick's like, why? And he goes, the the owner of the restaurant's Olympiacos. Like, that's how seriously they take this shit. And Patina's like, we're just having some yokies and yeah. some veal, it's gonna be fine. And it was, because we later went back to that restaurant and like, they all love him. Even the Olympiacos people, they kept the restaurant open late for him. So he's constantly surrounded by people who love him because he's this famous American coach. On the other hand, he is kind of alone, right? Like, yeah. he he would text me late at night uh, and where you he's up? just like, basically, yeah. And he'd be like, I'm watching the game. What are you, like? What's going yeah, on? He said and he was do... like
1: drinking Jameson, marking up plays on a whiteboard, you know, sitting by himself yeah. and alone with his thoughts, which is crazy because this is like a basketball mastermind. Yeah. And even in this rivalry, I mean, Dave Blatt's like a Princeton basketball mastermind. And then you have Richard Pitino, right. or, you know, Rick Pitino on the other side. And it's like, you know, Providence, all the stuff that he did in basketball is these two pioneers in this rivalry. It's pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: Uh, the other thing you touched on that is certainly relevant to our interests is the uh, his name being floated in mm, yeah. UCLA yep. UNLV. Um, he in your article he he it seemed like he wanted to tease the UCLA thing. He's like please you even you even said something like please talk about me with UCLA. But then he shot down the UNLV thing, which is very disappointing because we very much want him. To go to UNLV, I he think it would be, be awesome perfect. if he went to UNLV. He would be perfect at UNLV. Uh,
2: but Menzies is one of his his uh, boys, so he's not. Gonna, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't so, talk
0: about another man's job. That's exactly, of thing. Yeah.
2: exactly. And that's one thing. Like, he was his assistant, it was his friend. Yeah. Like, he's like, no. I, I the second that story came out, I texted him, and it took him seconds to be like zero truth, not ha- like now. Who yeah. knows? Maybe UNLV, independent of Patino, was like, hey, maybe we should think about Patino. Yeah. Um, I will say to the UCLA thing, my general reporters, despite the fact that. You know, like I've interviewed a million people and I mostly don't care. Yeah, uh, I will say I ended up liking Patino like we had a lot of dinners and wine. And I'm like, he's an easy dude to talk to. Right. Yeah. Like, and he does it.
1: love basketball. Genuinely he loves, loves basketball. basketball. And we
2: had great conversations. And I think it was just like I don't cover college and right. I don't cover the EuroLeague. So it was just easier for us to be honest with each other. I did tell him, though, and I put it in the story. I wonder if you're using me. For this UCLA thing to float your name again to recirculate it. And when the story came out, I wasn't sure what he was gonna have problems with. I thought that there might be some pushback on a lot of things. The only thing he texted me about that he said, he said the story was well done and fair. The only thing he pushed back on was, I wasn't using you for UCLA. That's what he said. Now, I don't know. You hurt his feelings by assuming know. that? Yeah. And I was like, I, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I'm a reporter. I've gotta like, right. think this way. And I told right, you right. I was gonna be honest about my thought process, mm-hmm. but that's the only thing he said. Mm. So. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. Well, you know what this has to lead to, Tate, is we we have to get Patino on the podcast. It has to happen. It has to That's happen. It has to happen. That's how this but then the bad the bad side. I think he'd probably like, be on
2: my podcast yeah. before he's on your yeah. podcast. I think we
1: just gotta tell him John Gonzalez is calling him and the, then we'll <laughs> just start talking.
0: Surprise. We'll Chris get, Han- Chris <laughs> Hansen. We Chris Hanson him. do you have a seat <laughs> right over there, Rick? I think <laughs> <a seat. laughs> Turn on the mics. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, anything else we need to ask? We need to hit
2: on? What else? There's some stuff that didn't make it in this story. I'll sh- I'll give you one quick one. Yeah, please one. do. It's, I'll give you uh, one quick one. Um, so, in the story, there was a whole bunch of things about, uh, like, you know, what happened with Louisville and whatnot. And we, we trimmed it because the thing was fucking long, right? Yeah. It was, like, a really long story. Uh, but one of the things that I thought was interesting was when he got canned, Papa John Shatner mm-hmm. was on the Louisville <laughs>
1: Board now. Yep. of
2: Trustees. Mm-hmm. And obviously shortly after that got drummed out of his own company by a different board mm-hmm. and Patino thought that the karma on that was delightful oh he loved that, <laughs> like, love that. he loved that that's actually why he
1: used you he brought you over there about Papa John
2: <laughs> he called them over he's, like, he, he's like he's a weird dude and karma's great
0: <laughs> oh my god that's what they, that, That's what's horrible I don't really want to talk to Patino because I think the exact same thing that happened to you would happen to me Um, where I, I would probably like that I would find a ton of common ground on him like hearing him talk shit about
2: Papa John and be like dude I love this guy he's I, like eating Domino's I, pizza yeah. I would probably love Rick Pitino. Mm. It's just. Uh, uh, yeah, it was easy for me because uh, I don't I, like I don't have my yeah. my built in. You, you have no morals. We understand. I have no. <laughs> I'm for sale. Uh, he, he slid some money to me. Uh, my general skepticism and cynicism that I like have to have baked in for the NBA. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily need to re- apply. Post story because mm-hmm. it was a one and done. I went, I did it. I said everything that I needed to say in the piece, and now I can go. Man, I hope it works so, out for Rick Pitino. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So if not college,
0: um, you said his contracts up. Yeah. Uh, if if he doesn't come back to college, which is he's he's fighting an uphill battle there to find mm-hmm. someone willing to take him on. Um, if and he he's knows so, that, yeah, he said it.
2: If he's so beloved in Greece, like, is there a possibility he just sticks around or is? I, I initially, I think like everything, every conversation I had with him would have said, I would have said no. Then they beat Olympiacos. Then they won the Greek cup. They just won again today. Uh-huh. They're starting to pick up a couple wins. I still think it's highly, highly unlikely because he is, he misses his family. Yeah. He's, he's got five kids, 11 grandkids. His wife is still over here. Like their, their whole family lives pretty close to each other in Florida and he saw them all the time. And now he's just sort of talking to people on the phone. And I think, he would like You're to. His come. family now. I, he text <laughs> me, and I think he would like to come back. Uh, but if not college, who knows? I mean, like, there's always, you know, who knows? Maybe he gets an assistant gig. For yeah. somebody in the NBA. I mean, and he did could say that happen. he was at
1: home brewing when he was in Florida. You know, he was very upset and that yeah, resentment, yeah, yeah. you know, he was like, that that, yeah. that hurts you. That makes you a worse person. So now that he's gone to Greece, he's had a, you know, his coaching, you know, he's it, enjoying it. Yeah, exactly. Like he seems to be enjoying himself. So we, therefore, I think it's easier to bring him into a front office or to bring him into a room because, you know, he's a happier guy at this point. Before he was just like, I got screwed. Let me tell you about <laughs> it. And everyone's like, okay, 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 okay. You know, whatever.
2: Yeah, he, uh, I'd be surprised if he went back to Greece, but I I would have said previously no chance, and now I'd say there's yeah. a small chance. All right,
0: all right. You heard it
2: here first. Well, John Gonzalez, thank you so
0: much for talking to us. Uh, you are our Patino whisper. Um, if if I'll tell you you say hello, scoops. that you wish him well do. You get any scoops? Uh, no one listens to this, so just come, come spill your scoops. <laughs> that is on here. a lot. Like, you guys no go on the road when? was when no the last time
2: you going on the road again? I mean, like you're doing tours. We'll see. We'll we'll see it's amazing. <laughs> heat check. Uh, We're just downstairs <laughs> <Yeah>. in the <laughs> yeah. windowless podcast studio. Uh, subscribe to the. <laughs> now the you're the upstairs in the windowless. Yeah, podcast studio. Yeah. <laughs> 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 subscribe
0: to the Ringer NBA Show. Uh, listen to the Heat Check with, with John Gonzalez. Go read his article though; it is really awesome. Like I read, I read two articles a year. This was one of them. So huge. Thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you for coming on. We love you. This is wonderful, Thanks, man. Thank Thanks, you, guys.
3: God,
1: before we get to Dirty Laundry and the great Jim Cunningham, how often do you think about your socks if you're like I used to be? Not very much. But I recently discovered socks that change the way I think about socks forever. They're called Bombas. Bombas sent uh, a slew of socks.
0: To the, oh, did they? To I'm,
1: our producer, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, it was originally supposed to go to me, but we updated my address to Kyle's house. So now Kyle is getting it. God, God only knows what Kyle I've has. They getting socks. great stuff. Yeah, cheez socks, whatever you can get. Uh, Bombas, most comfortable socks in the history of feet. They're made from super. Super soft natural cotton and every pair comes with arch support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy, but not too thick. That's what she said. With many colors, patterns, length, and styles, Bombas look great at the gym, at the office, and out on the town. Bombas are what feet daydream about. Best of all, for every every Bombas purchase, you make Bombas Donates a pair to someone in need. Buy your Bombas at Bombas.com slash shining today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash shining for 20% off Bombas.com slash shining. And now, Dirty Laundry and gym Pressions with Jim Cunningham.
0: All right, joining us, uh, we're we're going to get to dirty laundry in a second. We're gonna he wrap. Has this up. He yeah. demanded walk-up music, which he, is
1: the most unbelievable thing I think I've ever heard. This, this is, is Tommy Alter. This is the best thing that ever happened to his brand. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god.
0: Uh. So this is the man, Jim. How do you want to do this? We, we say J- Jim Cunningham. then we say your name and then you walk in? It's is that this, what you want?
1: This Jim Cunningham. That's this Jim this is. Cunningham. Yes, not that. This
0: Jim. Do your thing and come into the. Jim, Jim come sit down. What are you doing?
1: Here he comes. diamond in the rough he's not in the
3: rough he's he's a diamond back in the 70s he was quite the team heartthrope they say he's 500 pounds of bottom dwelling fury half man half god half half possible centaur an eight foot two ton monster who
0: can palm a medicine ball I'm unbelievably fired. Oh if it wasn't already inspired. obvious, uh, Jim is the producer of the Mask Man Show, the professional wrestling podcast we have here. Uh, so here, here's the premise: we share an office with Jim. Um, Jim is is a good friend of ours. He uh, he yeah. he. Eh, I'm just trying to be honest. a little pleasantries. Uh, Jim um, is the man who introduced me to a man named uh, a boy a boy or a man named Tristan Jass. Uh, He's and lay up God. I promised Jim that when I came back to l a, the first podcast we do, we would let him come on and and just basically talk about. we would give him five minutes to talk about Tristan Jass. So first of all, explain to the people. Who is Tristan Jazz? Why is Tristan Jazz? Tristan
3: Tristan <laughs> Jazz is a layup god. Let me see what his handle is,
1: though. He's a layup king, and even God. A layup Yes, I guess. What is a what is a god to a king? Uh, that's where we're at with Tristan Jazz. You have been sending us these videos for going on, I guess, <laughs> five to six months, and I just get these little updates of a man. Doing I hate la- this kid so much. Let me he just doing, start. There. He's just doing trick layups, and he also has like a, a narrator to it. Like,
3: oh, damn, oh, T-Jazz. Yeah, yeah, he's like T-Jazz. Why aren't you in class? <laughs> I don't know who that kid is, but he's awesome too. But uh, his handle is Tristan J Twenty Two on Instagram. Okay, he's got a million followers. Yes, including Matt McClung. <laughs> Refresh cousin. They follow each other. Jealous so neck the out. dots, one day the two of them are going to lead the so, Indiana Pacers to eighty-two and zero. It's going to be
0: unbelievable. Who is this kid? How do you know this kid? How did you stumble across this kid? I mean, obviously he's got a I million followers, so he's like apparently famous in some way. But yeah, um, I, I have know no
3: idea how I found him. Honestly. <laughs> I have no idea how I ended up following him. <laughs> that, that is actually the this response of everyone who does follow exactly. The, the a million it's
1: followers a of TJS have said, I don't know how it happened, but I am I am now watching. Does Instagram
3: yeah. do that? Because I feel like I am following people that I just never followed.
0: Yeah, I think I, that <laughs> happens to me too. I'm following like 700 <laughs> no, people. Serious. I don't know how it happened. Um, is there, you also though, like... You started to get first of all, I, I swear to God, you send me every single video of T Jazz's. No, every, every single post of his, you you send it to me. And it it's gotten to the point where if They're Jim, amazing. If Jim is texting me an Instagram link, I know I'm gonna click on it and see like this little white kid this, with yes. the
3: blonde hair that he curls. He's got like a bowl cut, a mushroom cut, and he puts curlers in. It's amazing. Are we like, sure he's a kid, by hate-able the way? Hateable level a hundred.
0: Are we sure he's a kid? Like if I told you T Jazz is actually like twenty seven, how shocked would you be? Uh, yeah, I'd be shocked. He's, well, like, oh, he's yeah. too young. He's not Milonakis. Right. He's, yeah, he's not is there, young. uh, is, is there, you, you've also, after the t thing, like you'd send me all of his things and then you, you would be searching for other people and you started like, because t would not post every day. So you were on a run there where you were sending me something every single day and you started sending me basically T-Jazz rip-offs of other people well, not rip-offs, other other, other like, artists other, <laughs> yeah. other like high mm. school kids doing layups they're basically like the Jake Paul of 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 basketball that's kind that's of a what good it is put it, actually. Um, awesome who else who else can <laughs> the people listening love to hate follow um people so we're giving them T-Jazz. who else can our listeners hate follow on Instagram and then uh just be really upset that we introduced them to them.
3: Well, of course, there's uh, Julian Israel Newman. <laughs> and um, he's 5'7". He's been playing varsity for like 12 years. <laughs> he scored 91 points in the third and fourth quarter of the game. I think it was third, in third and fourth school. grade. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's been on varsity since like sixth He was sixth in third grade. grade he's
0: playing at seventh graders. <laughs> yeah, he's unbelievable.
3: He's been on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's he's the he's a damn
1: Daniel of basketball <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess. All right. Oh my um, god.
3: I'm trying to think who else. Uh there's a guy, Robert <laughs> Vaco. His Instagram handle. None Rob, of these people are real. Rob Rob period V underscore four.
0: <laughs> and they all do Should the they, same thing. Do Very, I need to repeat that, or
3: he, you can, rem- he, he, you can remember one. that Easily one. findable. Yeah, yeah. So so search that. He's one. good. He's from Westchester, New York, like oh, myself. Okay. Mean streets of Westchester, New York. Do you feel a where connection I, with him? Is this yeah. your cousin? That's where I'm called White Jesus on the basketball court. Just to let you know. So, uh, do these guys all
0: do the same thing? Is it all trick shot layups? Is it like, yeah, unedited? Okay, unedited. <laughs> Incredible. It, it, are, is it all basketball stuff or like some of them go to like grocery stores and hit the rice krispies over and then start laughing as they run out and um what'd you
2: say? <laughs>
1: <laughs> he you sort of buried the lead. The reason that T Jazz is blown up is because the original and one God of 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 the original white Jesus himself, the, the professor, professor. The professor. Yes. Uh, I wish Escalade was here to announce him at this point. But mm-hmm. he is the one that has vouched for T and now they are working on layup trick yeah. shots together I mean basically the James pro- Harden's been
0: in one of his videos yeah, yeah. it's like what the fuck's James going Harden on James Harden couldn't do the stuff that T.J.S. does yes oh my God. So, he's, he's said a friend MVP, MVP. Yeah. have you yeah. tried it have you tried uh, to do the stuff T.J.S. has done he no. did it first yeah my nickname White was Jesus. The Show <laughs> and White Jesus so that's it uh, Jim is Jim is the uh, the 14 year old on Instagram whisperer yeah, yeah. He, it's he, amazing yeah yeah you
1: know. usually when you describe someone as the 14 year old instagram whisperer, whisperer uh that, that leads to I federal, get that right. flagged I get that federal prison that's
0: also my nickname on the best book <laughs> the
1: 14 year
0: old all right let's get into some dirty laundry jim's gonna stick around with us uh and and we're going to read these stories that people send in um for those of you just just tuning into the podcast we have a segment that we do semi-frequently uh, it's called we call it dirty laundry. People send in their stories about uh, uh, you'll, you'll hear the bit. We, we, if you're gonna, first of all, our DMs are open at one shiny pod. Um, if you do want to send us something, I just want to reiterate do not name names. Uh, try to make it as vague as possible. We are not trying to out anybody here with, with, <laughs> yeah. with the dirty laundry. Especially not any 14-year-olds. No, <laughs> certainly don't want any of that. Uh, so with that being said, let's 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 dive in. We have we have a big backlog Tate. We we did not we have not done this for a few weeks. So I have I've did some...
1: Kyle lose reading privileges? Yeah.
0: Kyle did. <laughs> Kyle definitely lost reading privileges. I I, I Sorry, have taken all over bad. the bad. I don't privileges. know
1: what to tell you. All
0: <laughs> right. All right. So here we go. I played basketball at Christian school in Indiana College. After one of our Christmas trips to Florida, our 65-year-old coach found condoms left on the back of our bus. When he got back home, he sat us all down in the locker room and began talking to us about sex. He ended the conversation with, don't go dipping your noodles without a raincoat. I have never wanted to laugh harder, but I couldn't. No one ever admitted to the condoms being theirs and blamed another sports team who travels in the same bus on occasion.
1: Hmm. That sounds like Jason Witten when he would try to make up a phrase, like, mm-hmm. and it didn't quite work out. You know, like, what is he talking about? Don't no- go
0: dip in your noodles without a raincoat was the euphemism, I believe. I haven't heard that one. No. Is that a Westchester thing? No, no I've never heard no. that one. Okay,
1: that's a. I think that's a. Where Christian, was that? No, Indiana College, a small
0: Christian. We found in this segment. Uh, I know. You, I know you don't listen to the pod, so we'll we'll fill you in. <laughs> we have found in this Losers. segment that uh, the Christian schools. And the women's basketball teams are the uh, the have the wildest stories. So yeah, and
3: how Christian can it be if they're using condoms? <laughs> aren't, aren't they against, or is that Catholics? I don't know. Is this a religious? Could be podcast? <laughs> they could be Methodist. It's the easiest one. Maybe. Oh yeah.
0: All right. Uh, I was a student assistant coach (laughs) at a small D2 school in Ohio. During my junior year, the team made a preseason Canadian tour. We were scheduled to play two games in the Toronto area, and the night between games, our head coach thought it would be a great team-building exercise to drop off the guys in the heart of downtown. Before they left, he told them to go out and have a great time and not to call him or our assistants for at least five hours. I was 20 years old and did not have a And uh, at the time and had not had a sip of alcohol, knowing this, our head coach came to my room, knocked on the door and said, get up. We are going out. It's time to have your first beer. We proceeded to walk around the sketchy neighborhood in downtown Toronto and ended up at a bar. Uh, I'll leave out the name of the bar. No free ads. Uh, Coach ordered us a pitcher and said, you're legal here. Let's drink. I'll never forget that night, especially when we were about two pitchers in and coach said that he had hoped the guys were out getting drunk and having a good time. He even said he hoped that maybe they went to the strip club. About an hour in, in at the bar, two assistant coaches entered and started drinking with us. We stayed at the bar t- uh, at least three or four hours until one of the players called our assistant to go pick him up outside of a strip club. I should mention that my school is very conservative and marketed itself as such, focusing on its Christian values. And then he found $5. <laughs> oh, you don't believe this one? Is that no. what that is? No, I think oh. that's how you
3: end the boring stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes! yes, Jim. <laughs> Sounds like a regular night. I don't know man I,
1: oh.
0: <laughs> Jim's a hater. Jim is like,
1: <laughs> I'm like, loving this. This is what we need. This is what we, we need. Fast. We need someone that's seen it. Like the, the just fought the Yana, war. Yanapopoulos or whatever the hell his name is. He said that he's living his second life, and this time he's already seen everything. Jim has seen everything. Just, yeah, Jim is. I mean, because that, that was a lame ass story. Like my God, do something else. Like <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. The head coach
0: of a Christian college is taking a, a manager out to get drunk. At least go to the strip, strip club. club. My God. Oh my God. One person take,
1: went by himself. What a weekly. loser. All right, about Actually, that kid was cool. All right, here we go. That How about this one?
0: Let, let's, let's this one? Let's see this one. Are you gambling? You. Yeah. Are you doing anything? My God. About 10 years ago, I was on the rodeo team. Yes, that's a real thing. Look it up. At a small Juco that's right on the Mexican border. what Eric- you call me? <laughs> Kyle, are you taking notes? <laughs> oh, yeah. Kyle's no, time. Oh, is that is Kyle? <laughs> wow. Associate nephew Kyle. Yikes. <laughs> About 10 years ago, I was on the rodeo team. Yes, it's a real thing. Look it up. At a small Juco that's right on the Mexican border. Every weekend, all of the athletes would go to a bar across the border where the drinking age is 18. (laughs) One Saturday, the basketball team's starting point guard was arrested by Mexican police for solicitation. He spent three days in jail, but was released right before the team's next game, and his parents never found out. I have no idea how he got released, but I heard that it involved a meeting between the college president and the governor of the Mexican state. Does that do it for you? It's not bad. If International. It's, true. it's not bad if it's yeah, true. They're
3: called yeah. federales. So, yeah, doesn't check
0: out. All right. Uh, our director of basketball operations was an idiot and didn't schedule hotels for the night before home games far enough in advance. So, we ended up staying at a hotel in the hood before our biggest game of the year. The hotel was worse than a Motel 6. There were bullet holes in the walls, half eaten slices of pizza on beds, shoe prints on sheets, and pubes everywhere. Is this Kyle's apartment? I had to go. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I had to go to our practice facility and get leftover 4XL sweatsuits so we could all sleep in them to avoid the germs. Uh, one of our players from the hood said, Man, I try, I try to bust my ass so I don't have to live in shit like this anymore. That's the story. It's inspirational. It's right. not, not the best written story, but uh, yeah. And then he found $5. he found $5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to hate on all these. Um, Do better. Alright, let me see here. I'm enjoying God just the damn, idea yeah, that yeah, people yeah, are listening to yeah. their stories and just having Jim wrote <laughs> just, just Like I waiting for <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like people have been, Some of these people send these stories in like one hour. So sincerely. Yeah, they've sent them like five different times, like hoping just someday we'll read them on here.
1: <laughs> and they get no recognition. That's, that's smart. <laughs> get a life, Jim's <laughs> is basically
0: Jesus Christ. Alright, uh, um, Oh, there's this one. This one's funny. This guy sent us a a thing that says, I go to a D3 school where the starting point guard sells weed in class. And that's all it says. But if you scroll up, he sent us a DM in December that said, Is there going to be a new episode today? Because I just got off probation and can smoke again. And the podcast high is my favorite piece of entertainment.
1: (laughs) So it was about himself.
3: It's about himself. (laughs) It's
1: it's an incriminating DM. (laughs) He's like, I'm no longer selling weed in class anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I was a player for a D3 team in the Northeast. One time before a game, I took a shit and saw two white thread-like objects in the turd that what looked the? like worms.
2: I, oh, oh, boy. Tape Here we worm. go. Buckle
0: up for this one. I was concerned, so I dug them out of the turd. <laughs> I was I was concerned, so I dug them out of the turd so that my doctor could see them and give me the correct worm pills. Once I dug them out, I realized these were just twist ties <clears throat> I have no idea how they got there but oh well crazier things have happened I guess in the meantime one of the assistant coaches went into the locker room searching for me because this whole process of taking a shit and identifying what was in my shit had taken around a half an hour and the game was starting soon I finished up quickly and threw the twist ties in the garbage we lost by 30 and I was the only player on my team that didn't get any playing time after the game I found the same twist ties still in their mangled shapes and they were no longer in the garbage but were now sitting in my locker what? what? Spooky, what well, spooky? Are
1: they ghosts? That,
0: that is a story. That is some creative. That's a creative writing class, right there. That's I, a, all that's I a, do,
1: all you gotta do is just flush it down. You just like don't think about it. Just yeah, yeah, forget about it. Like just be happy it got out of your body and flush it down.
3: Pixar or didn't happen. Mm. <laughs> Send samples. Have,
1: Prove you, have it. you guys ever uh, took pictures of your own? Uh... Oh, of, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what Snapchat was for for a little while. For a while,
2: right? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um all right, we'll make this one the last one. <laughs> we had a top 5 recruit visiting us with his family and his dog. A manager was with him and our assistant coach while he toured the arena and as we were walking across the court, uh the dog decided it was time to take a shit. The assistant coach gave the manager a look and nodded to me, uh nodded to let me know it's time to pick up the shit. It was a great day. So <laughs> some some recruit brings his dog. That's <laughs> the some essence recru- of what this is about. That's really the yeah. stories we like, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work for Jim. Jim, Jim was like, "You guys went over on these there. stories. Jim, you been should write there. in some stories. Like the oh, well. next dirty laundry, we're gonna have the the craziest shit because it's just all gonna be Jim <laughs> stories that yeah they have nothing be, to do with college do basketball. A creative writing class. No. Um, that's it. Uh, oh, games to watch before we go. Kyle wants me to do this because he never knows what games to watch and he's gotta figure out who his guys next week. Uh, Kansas is at Oklahoma State. Bill self special tape. Yes, we said Kansas is gonna win out and win the Big Twelve, but.
1: This is the loss. Can he throw this game? Will he throw this game? His How much does he love his alma mater?
0: Exactly. Uh, that's Saturday at CBS, Noon Eastern. And then right after that, a little double header. The Kentucky Tennessee rematch the in real Knoxville. Big game of the game. Yeah. That's the biggest game of the weekend. Check that one out. Tennessee, on we're not gonna say on the ropes, but they're 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 they yeah, both they're sliding. by this yeah. week. So we'll yeah. see what it happens. It'll be on interesting. Saturday. Tennessee needs this. Tennessee, Tennessee needs game. this badly. Uh, Sunday, Michigan is at Maryland. Um Maryland coming off, as we said, the the big blowout against Penn State. Um, Michigan trying to trying to get it back after Michigan State handed it to them. Uh, that is Sunday at 345 Eastern. That's on CBS as well. Big time of year for CBS. Yeah. It's, it's Jim Nance season. Yeah, it's I uh, college basketball. And then Monday is a big one as well. Kansas State is at TCU Tate, 9 Eastern. That's the one I have circled. That's the one Kansas State loses and let's Kansas back in to the Big 12 race. So uh, those are some games to watch. Anything else before we go? Is this still dirty laundry?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I actually have some These are stories. I need, what do you have? I need what you guys you have, to, um, I just need to say a few things and I just need you guys to be quiet. Um, I don't know what you Tommy, guys Tommy, is that you? <laughs> I just need to say, um, eight is great. I'm just looking through my Venmo um, comments here. Sorry. God's plan. Yes. Yeah, those are the big money ones. That's all. Can People I just say, thank
0: you for Venmo and Kyle. Everyone. People Venmo Kyle, and then he feels continue obvious. Continue, you, awesome. continue. you can Venmo me too.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, that Jim Cunningham. Well, yep. That is the oh. show. You were, oh, you have something <laughs> else to say. <laughs> yeah. I, what?
3: I do. I just wanted to say thank you for having me on here. Okay. You were. I have been a listener since the beginning when it was called Peed Off. <laughs> peed On. What was it? Yeah. Peed On. Peed On. You came yeah, up with the name it.
0: for Teed Up. And Maybe. the name for one shiny podcast. TWD would was be more embarrassing.
3: So, up was good because it was so short. Whereas and one, Titus Tate, teed, yeah, one, it's all, yeah. one shitty podcast with titties. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take long. a referendum on that. I came up with the name
1: T-Dub. Jim one, did not come up with that. Which
3: one of you is a? Titty? You know, I actually had a <laughs> t- copy mistake and I, it went tits and Tate and uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Craig the Chief Games was just like it was bound to happen. But, but yeah. I just want to let you know that you guys inspired me to get a tattoo for the pod, as well as just like Kyle's. And I just wanted you to check it out. Tate, ready? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wrong arm. Sorry. Whoops. Wrong arm. Are you sure it wasn't called Pedon? Because that's what I have. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this man really—he
1: really, he really this drew really, tattoos on his arm. He
0: really rubbed not repeat. repeat. Uh, Jim, Jim, <laughs> I'll say this about your appearance: you are not worse than Tommy, um, and that's really all you can ask for. Uh, it's great. a Hall of Fame performance. Yeah, go, go! If go get on Instagram, check out Tristan Jass, Julia Newman. Who's the third guy? Oh, yeah, join the Tristan Jass fan club. I
3: am a yeah. president. Yeah, uh, we call each other T Jassholes.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Tate and I are going to UCLA we are going to UCLA USC USC. game tonight Uh, hopefully we see UCLA lady there Um, we will have stories about that we will be back next week it's a big weekend of college basketball this is March folks it's It's happening March Madness has officially started we'll be back on Tuesday thanks for listening goodbye All right, before we go, another word from On. On is taking the running scene by storm as the fastest growing running brand in the world based around the radical idea of zero gravity running. On's clean and minimalistic design as well as its sole technology gives you the sensation of running on clouds. Try a pair of On's for yourself for 30 days and put them to the test. That means actually running in them before you decide to keep at on-running.com slash shining. That's on-running.com slash shining. On dash 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 running. Dash. dot com slash shining. Uh, thanks again to John Gonzalez. I I, I thought his interview was awesome today. We had a lot of fun with him. Uh, we 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 love talking to Patino with him. We'll have him back on. We'll get an update. Sounds like he's best friends with Patino. Um, we we will re- revisit that. And uh, thanks to Jim Cunningham for coming on as well. Uh, not as good as John Gonzalez interview, but you know it's better. Okay. <laughs> uh, see you guys next week.